Welcome to Ride With Us. Ride With Us. Presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a group of super fans with a mission to appreciate, promote, and preserve roller coasters around the globe. Around the globe. It's time to keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times. Here's your hosts, Clint Novak and Chris Roberry. Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is Clint. And I am Chris, and welcome to the Ace Ride With Us podcast. How's it going, Clint? You sound you sound like you're whispering. Are you in a library? I am, but I'm oh. not actually. It's just okay. We can still talk. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to point out the fact that you're broadcasting from a library. <laughs> no, it's okay. We're downstairs here it's, in the Fort Worth Library. It's the Top Secret Coaster Archive. Broadcasting <laughs> live from the Top Secret Coaster Archive. Chris Roberry. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's in plain view, the, uh... and it's certainly not secret. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, everybody, to the Ride With Us podcast uh, for the month of June. I am super excited, Chris, because uh, I my home park is now open, and uh, I, restrictions are being lifted, and uh, all sorts of fun stuff is going on, and uh, just super excited uh, you know, it seems like every weekend I'm now at an amusement park, and that's a good place to be. No, it certainly feels like there is definitely a sense of normalcy returning to the industry and to the fandom. And it's just great to see everybody out there and getting to see old friends again and reconnecting with all the fun that we used to have. It's really great. It, yes, it is. And uh, speaking of going to parks, uh, let's check out the uh, Ace Event Rundown. Hey, this is Bill Linkenheimer, Regional Representative for Ace Western Pennsylvania, inviting you to our region's flagship event, KennyCon, held on Saturday, June 19th at Kennywood. CoasterCon 43 begins the very next day in Hershey, so if you're heading there, include KennyCon in your travel plans. Even if CoasterCon is not in your future, KennyCon is still a fun-filled event with an awesome meal and plenty of ERT, including on the Steel Curtain with its nine inversions and the 101-year-old Jackrabbit. We hope you can join us. Hello, this is Jeffrey Siebert, Park President for Six Flags Fiesta Texas, inviting you to the first annual Roller Coaster Rodeo Weekend, June 11th through the 13th. Check our website for a variety of different packages, but the event includes full park ERT on every single ride and coaster, including ERT in all of our Whitewater Bay water park attractions, plus tons of behind-the-scenes tours of our coasters and Pirates of the Deep Sea Dark Ride. Always great food at every event. We look forward to seeing you June 11th through the 13th. Check out our website for full details. This is David Litnicki from 8th South Central, inviting you to a very special West Texas Roundup this July 3rd and 4th at the family-owned Joyland Amusement Park. There is also a tour of Larson International in Plainview, Texas. One of the highlights will be a special tour of the new expansion of the National Roller Coaster Museum and Archives. Lastly, we're going to wrap up at another family amusement park, Wonderland Amusement Park in Amarillo, Texas. And you can get more information at 8southcentral.org. Well, it's that time for our uh, Coasters Run in the Family segment uh, pro- uh, produced by our very own Andrew Locke. Uh, today he t- uh, sits down with the uh, Kreider family as we discuss how coasters run in their family tree. Who am I talking to today? Talking to uh, Dean Cameron and Dalton Kreider. Excellent. I'm assuming you guys have the same last name, so you must be related. So 
How related to each other? Well, Dalton and Cameron are my sons, and we do have an enjoyable time going out riding coasters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you all three of you like riding coasters? Excellent. Well, two of us do. The other one likes to take pictures of the coasters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So which of you is more of the photographer? Me. Dalton. Yeah, Dalton. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, that could be fun, too. I mean, I, I love riding coasters, but I love photographing them and videoing them. I'm going to ask you guys some questions, and we'll kind of have some fun talking about how you guys enjoy coasters one way or another other as a family and uh, Dalton again realizing that you don't ride coasters feel free to pipe in with some stories that relate to you being on the sidelines just taking photos and videos you might have some funny stories where your dad and brother were riding a coaster and you were taking photos or like, taking a video and something funny happened or whatever it may be feel free to pipe in with some stories along those lines yeah. so my first question and I'm just going to start pretty basic here is uh, how long has each of you been a part of ACE? So we actually all joined ACE two years ago and that was because of dalton the one that doesn't ride coasters <laughs> yeah he's the one who's into all the finding coaster enthusiast groups and all kinds of different stuff that we can go do to learn more about coasters mostly on the off season and stuff like that but it also gets us into great events it's a great culture to be in it's fun to be with people when it comes down to it for the last two years it's been fantastic for the few events that we've been to excellent so dalton i gotta ask you're the one that doesn't ride the coasters and yet you're the one that kind of got the whole family to join Ace. So tell me about that. Oh, yeah. Well, see, it all kind of started when I saw a Dorney Park there having Coaster Madness. I think it was like for 2018. And, oh, wow, that looks like a lot of fun. How can I get into it? And then I saw that you had to be part of a coaster enthusiast group. Well, I'm an enthusiast. I don't need a group. But, uh, <laughs> um, well, let's see what they mean. I checked out a few of them, but... Ace really seemed to have a lot more going for it than the other programs that I had looked at. And so that's more how we got into Ace. Yeah, he said, you got to join this so we can go to these other events. <laughs> I said, okay, well, let's take a look at it. Here we are, two years later, and I think a lot more years to come. That's great. And I will say I've been a member of Ace, not continuously, since 2001. And then I had a few years of lapse after getting married and focused on other things. Rejoined in 2017 been a continuous member since then. Going okay. back to 01 versus now, I mean, the organization's changed so much. You could say that about a lot of things from 20 years ago. Yeah. But, you know, certainly the ACE benefits have gotten much better, more events. I totally get it that there's a number of enthusiast groups out there, official clubs, but ACE certainly has so many benefits, certainly more than the others out there. So definitely get that. Other things we're going to talk about here today is kind of what your experience has been in ACE as a family. What would you say, again, over the past couple of years since being members, have you found that you love about ACE? We enjoy the people. Since we've gone to a bunch of different events now, we, the same people end up being there. We've started to gain some friendships just because of that, which is pretty neat. Owners of the different parks, we've got to start really talking to a lot. They know us now that when we show up, even when there's not an ACE event, they see us, hey, how are you doing? They're good to see us. It's really gained some new friendships because of it. We just enjoy being around the people that enjoy what we enjoy riding the coaster join yeah, the park so even at that uh being on this podcast here we got to talk to clint novak which is how we got in touch with you which is fantastic i never would have had this opportunity if it wasn't uh for that we met him a couple times and that was actually yeah. funny we met him in kentucky and then we met him again in what was it virginia yeah, yeah. virginia, virginia. <laughs> yeah. yeah nice yeah that's right i remember clint did give me your phone number because i've been scheduling these interviews with various uh, ace member family 
companies and lining them up. Some of them are people that I know personally, people I know from social media, personal friends, even people that I work with here on the podcast for the first interview. Yeah. Clint, yeah, such an awesome guy. I love working with him. Yeah. Give me your info. That's great. And actually, um, not, not one of the official questions, but something I just thought of that I think would be good to ask you guys. Where do you live and what do you consider your home park? Well, well we live in Boyertown, Pennsylvania area, which is close to Allentown. Allentown is known for Dorney Park. So that would be the home park for Cedar Fair parks. For Six Flags, we're close to Great Adventure in New Jersey. We're about two hours from that. And then Hershey Park is about two hours away, a different direction. But we consider mm. Six Flags Great Adventure to be our home park. That's, where that, that's what we enjoy the most. Thanks for clarifying, by the way, because sometimes what one considers be their home park is not necessarily the closest park. It may be the better park, the one with more coasters, or maybe the one with certain things you might like better. Yeah, Six Flags definitely has a lot more coasters. The one that we can usually end up at like every other weekend is Great Adventure. <laughs> not my home park anymore, but growing up, up until the age of 18, Six Flags Great Adventure was my home park as well. I grew up in Bergen County, New Jersey. I lived about an hour from Great Adventure. Certainly, kind of last year living in New Jersey, once I had my license, my last summer there and so forth before going to college, I had a season pass to Six Flags and I was there once a month, sometimes more than once a month. I was taking my new-to-me car all the time down there. Beginnings of independent enthusiasts, road trips down the line later. Great Adventure is an outstanding park. I've been to most of the Six Flags parks here in the U.S. Great Adventure certainly is what I consider to be one of the three or four top-tier Six Flags parks. It's a great home park. We're, we're happy that we live in an area which has so many parks in general, but they're all very good parks. Like Hershey's. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. New Jersey, Pennsylvania, a couple of New York, even Ohio. It's a oh, place. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you guys are probably, what, a six, eight-hour drive of a lot of great parks. Kind of yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take That's awesome. <laughs> and now, just for reference, in case it comes up later, like I said, I'm not in New Jersey anymore. I've lived all over the U.S., and that's a whole other story. But And this podcast isn't about me, so I'm not going to get into that. I now live in Orlando, Florida. I moved here two years ago. Just northeast of Orlando is where I live on the coast. And my home park, and yes, my nearest kind of larger park, is Universal Orlando, the resort itself. I don't really dis differentiate between the two parks there because they're right next to each other. Consider those my home parks. I love them so much. Can't wait to get back into them after oh, yeah. all this. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm here, sure. trust me. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet, I bet, for sure. So I'm talking to Dean, the dad, and I'm talking to the two sons. Is that the limit of family members that enjoy going to the parks and riding coasters or... Are there any other siblings about mom or any maybe even grandparents or aunts and uncles or are there any other family members that do sometimes take part in your coaster pursuit? Actually, we're pretty much it. For a little while, our cousin would go. She got season passes with us a couple of times, but she would only go like a couple of times a year. Like we went many yeah, more times. Many more times, <laughs> yeah. It started to affect her neck, which was understandable why she just couldn't do it anymore. Like it was starting oh. to the same thing goes actually with our mom. Actually, I never rode roller coasters before until I met my wife. I was 26, I think, when we got married. I'm 59 this year, so it's been a few years. <laughs> she always rode the coasters. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll ride it for Well, now... <laughs> You can't keep me off the coasters, and she can't stand the coasters because it's just it's well, not it's not very fun for her. Her body's a lot different now. Her neck gets to her. It's just not good. <laughs> things have switched, and now I ride all the time. In fact, things I thought I would never even dream of riding. She just says, "You go ahead and you have your fun." <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and I'll just enjoy staying home. <laughs> well, she doesn't enjoy the heat too much. Otherwise, well, heater crowds. With us. So those are two things that usually go with parks. <laughs> right. I can relate to that. When I was growing up, again, going to Six Flags, we had Adventure and also Disney World as a kid. I was afraid of looping coasters. I was not an enthusiast. I like going to parks. I like going to fairs. Uh, my dad, he was the adventurous one. He was the one that go on the crazy flat rides and lightning loops, which was there back in the day, I'm sure. And I was like, oh my God, I'm afraid of that. And then things happened. Things changed later into my teens. And I started getting the coasters. And then as that happened, the years went by. As he got older, he's not into parks and afraid of rides. It's interesting because he's just over 70 now himself. I'm personally hoping, I love being a kid at heart. I, one of the things I love about theme parks is that they keep me young. I'm not that old. I'm in my mid forties. I'm hoping, because I see these people, I've got personal friends that are in their seventies that are still enthusiasts that go to parks and go all over the world and ride coasters. And I'm just hoping that my body will still allow me to, to be one of those kinds of people in 30 years, 35 yeah, years, yeah. still riding coasters. And if you think about it, coastering is almost a sport in a way because it's a very physical activity. Yeah. <laughs> it's very physically demanding. Yeah. They give you all the warnings before you get on it. The only other family member I can think of is our aunt. We go our to. Our great aunt. Yeah, our great aunt. We go to Hershey Park once a year with her. And that's a lot of fun. So she lives there in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Oh. So that's kind of a nice annual family activity. That's fine. Yeah, yeah and, definitely. And she likes to still ride. She's in her 70s. Yeah. Although wow. that really getting less and less. She goes, I don't know. I think I'll hold off on this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, older gentlemen to my sons in parks and they're by themselves. I said, I'll be me someday <laughs> because your mom's not going to come and I'm still going to want to ride. So there I am by myself, an old geezer. <laughs> Enjoying the rides anyway. So. I'm with you, dad. We'll come with you. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you guys mentioned earlier that one of the things you really enjoy about being a part of ACE is the personal friendships, the people you've gotten to know. And, and I can relate to that personally and all the other families I've talked to, other ACE members that are friends of mine that I've met. I've heard that same thing ring true. It's a very common thing. It's an awesome thing because we humans, we're very social, maybe not so much right now, but we normally are. And that's what we want to be. And we want to enjoy the things that we enjoy with others and share those moments. Along those lines, for you guys as a family, what different difference has ACE made in your family? What has it done for you? I would have to say that the ACE events are something that actually our mom does enjoy going to, mostly like conferences and stuff like that, where she can go sit down nicely and usually a fairly air-conditioned place. <laughs> And she can still get to listen to about roller coasters. She gets to be with us when we're going there because I know it's one thing she doesn't necessarily like is the fact that she doesn't come with us, not the fact that she doesn't like it, but she doesn't like going with us because of the other things. But she enjoys going with us to places, and that's one of those few things in which she can do when it's like a conference or something like that, and it's not much riding, like through the winter or something like that. The Coaster Bash 2019, that was a lot of fun. I couldn't believe the speakers that were there. It was wonderful. Yeah, the speakers were incredible. That's great. Obviously, your mom does like coasters. She used to love riding them and just physical things now kind of get in the way. That's a really interesting take on things. A lot of ACE events, they do have other things, social things, speakers, conferences. 
where you don't have to be on the rides and you can be in the air conditioning, you're inside or in the winter time. I really love to hear that there's a member of your family that she can't necessarily ride a lot of the ride, but because of how the ACE events are structured, at least a lot of them, she can still partake. That's outstanding. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. And the best part is they make it easy. It's not like it's a hard thing to get somebody in who's, because she's not a member of ACE necessarily, because she doesn't do like half of the events with us, but she can still come in at a non-member price. But it's, it's really nice like that. And she does come to parks with us every now and then. She did a Christmas time and that's because with the Christmas lights and stuff there's a lot more to it than just rides she's enjoying all kinds of stuff oh yeah <laughs> so forth where it's nice to her she'll come so we do enjoy it as a family but most of the time when it comes right down to it it's my sons and I that go to the parks enjoy them <laughs> right you guys are the core group that makes sense yeah. absolutely yeah. You guys have been talking about ACE events a little bit. You know, you've been members now for two years or so. So what would you say has been your best memory of an ACE event? All right. Uh, my probably favorite ACE event had to be Coaster Bash the second time we went, 2019, because we went to Coaster Bash the last year, 2018, and that was our first event we ever went to. That was, like, outstanding. Blue meat out of water with all the stuff that we got to see and do. We got to go back behind the fence and... Remember, he takes the pictures, yeah. so he likes seeing stuff a lot. <laughs> oh, I was yeah. I was dying like it was... My goodness, incredible. you might have thought he died and went to heaven. He was so excited. <laughs> and, uh, but, so that was great. The first year we got to see like, in the brain to possess. Like, we got to go all the way down the ends and actually see like how it all works. And take pictures. And take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, the next year though they were really up their game we went back behind where steel force and where hydra to revenge we got to go back there take pictures and see it and while the coasters were running just feet away from the yeah tracks. just feet away mm. from the tracks got to go right under steel force it was so cool also we got some coaster parts i got myself a wheel from possessed that was probably my favorite it was actually a very very good thing all three of us were able to be at that sometimes one of us can't make it or something but all three of us were able to make it for that with what Dalton just said with the thing that he was able to win of all things all three of us were able to win parts from different coasters and so forth that particular day out of the 150 some people that were there and I think they only had about 30 different prizes and we ended up getting three of them even the people from the park said how'd you guys get all <laughs> We were wearing Dalton design coaster shirts for us, and you could tell we're all together. So it was kind of real easy for them to see we were related to. Actually, thinking back on it, because of my work schedule and the way that it worked before, that was actually my first actual park event that I went to. So that was the first event that I actually went to and was able to make it to. So that was just mind-blowing for me. I mean, they only told me about the other ones that they were able to go to. I'm like, I can't believe I had to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the first one was good, and it was that good that Dalton said, we got to go back again. We're not going to miss out on this. And, of course, we went back, saw the same people that we saw from the year before, and, of course, the people from the park there at Dorney, the same staff and so forth. It's just been fun to get to know these people like that. The things that they did there was very, very good. We really enjoyed ourselves. But yeah, I'd say that's our best memory of an ace event right there. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot there. It makes a lot of sense. There's a lot that you guys enjoyed and some of the iniquities and the 
fun story about winning the prizes and all three of you winning. That's really great. Dalton and Cameron, yes. what have you guys loved about being, I don't want to say necessarily kids because you guys aren't <laughs> young kids, but you know, being the younger adults, if you will, in Ace. So being the younger adult in Ace is really nice. We're a little bit different in the way that we like talking to people, I'd say. We like talking to older, more mature people just to get some information on how <laughs> their lives are going. In doing so, you get the chance to talk to some older adults who've been doing this like yourself since like 2001, for example. You get to hear about some of the stuff and fun stuff that has even happened. You get to hear fun stories about it and gives you great ideas even possibly for the future if we were to get deeper involved in Ace, which isn't out of the question by far. But it would be just fun to get into all that fun stuff. And it's just more so delving into it. It's just a lot of fun being what would be a kid in Ace. I'm just going off of what I could imagine anyway. <laughs> right. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Those personal connections and hearing people's stories. Think about it. Our hobby is very much a story-oriented hobby in terms of people talking about having ridden this coaster, been at this coaster for its opening or right before it closed or when this happened or when that happened or going from this park to that park. It's about trips and memories and stories and it's a historical ride basically yeah it's memories that you're building and it's really fun absolutely and certainly with the days of smartphones and bigger screens and things like that dalton i'm sure you can relate to this I, <laughs> i've been all over the world riding coasters and i've got thousands of pictures of parks and coasters and god just hundreds alone just for my trip to china last year mm. and you know i love sharing them with people and again now with modern phones or even ipads that are very mobile you can be at an event and you can be talking to someone and say oh yeah let me show you this this and this it's just part of that sharing yeah. and enjoyment you never know when you might inspire someone because of what you tell them about or show them to plan their next trip or their next event with ace or whatnot it's very much a hobby about sharing which is one of the things i love about it along these lines a hypothetical question how would things be different if you weren't into coasters riding coasters photographing coasters you didn't have this hobby how would things be different i think that well my life would be a lot more boring honestly <laughs> you would have found something yeah i probably would have found something <laughs> I'm a huge Lego fan too. I flip between the two. If I wasn't a giant park fan, I'd probably just find something else to do. Probably wouldn't be a photographer as much because that's pretty much all I take pictures of. Don't really do much else. <laughs> I love photography though, so it's a lot of fun to really get that wonderful shot. So that's probably how my life would be a little different. <laughs> about these two here. <laughs> I don't know, we have to find something else to pump our adrenaline a little bit. Well, we did do a lot of boating before we got into the park. Oh. And we still have the boat. It's just things went south a while ago. And it's funny because I said to the boys, I said, you know what? We might end up doing a little more boating this year than we've done for years. Anytime we had any spare time, we went to a park. And instead of going, getting everything together and going out, we enjoyed it and we did it a lot and did some tubing and so forth. We tried to get some adrenaline with that. And we did because the tube that we traveled on was on a bungee cord. So that was an incredible ride. When it stretches out and then shoots you, and it's really. <laughs> With that said, that's probably what we would have been doing. It's just a little bit more of that. We really like that we're not doing as much of that. There's a lot of different things that you can do at a park and different type of rides and so forth. Yeah, we go for the coasters, but there are other rides, obviously, that you can enjoy that give you a whole different sensation. She was funny. We were just talking about yesterday cedar field downs at cedar point it's a merry-go-round but on steroids and there's no poles or anything to hold on to that's a fun ride <laughs> <laughs> 
I personally, I love coasters, but I love so many other kinds of rides, whether it be your traditional flat ride. Love the swinging pendulum ride, especially the bigger, faster ones. Love dark rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love water rides, whether it be water parks, your water slides, or just your flumes, your rapids ride. We have what I consider to be one of the best rapids rides in the world here at Universal Orlando. Ludo's Biltrat Barges is so good. Intimate did such a good job with that, and that was over 20 years ago. Your log flume rides, your boat dark rides that we have at Disney, and mm-hmm. soaring, your flying theaters. There's so many different rides. There's so that, many different, yeah. Yeah, with all the technology and dynamic attractions, all the things they've done to just change the industry, bending the flying theater and things like that. And there's just so much to enjoy. And then the food and the special events, the haunts. I love haunt Halloween Horror Nights. I'm hoping it still happens this year. But yeah, there's so much to enjoy. I was going to say, I think Dalton's most thrilling ride is the Observation Tower. <laughs> <laughs> For the photos. Guys. You, got you got it. By the way, Dalton, are you using a smartphone as your camera? Are you using like a DLSR? I use a Canon Rebel T7 only, I believe now. Yeah. Nice camera. Guy upgraded from the T3i to a T7i. He's got some nice big lenses on it. He gets in trouble with the park staff a lot because they think he's media. He's almost got kicked out of parks before thinking that he was media. And so we've had to come help get him back into the parks already. <laughs> oh. Allowed to take pictures, right? <laughs> oh my goodness! You've been told to, at a couple parks you weren't yeah. allowed to take pictures yeah, anymore was because his lenses were too powerful. Yeah, he's on the water park or anything. We understand the water park. I have some memories of <laughs> just having conversations with the security. I'm not you. I can call us anytime. <laughs> I took pictures of my dad and my brother. That's great. My next question for you guys is: How do you coaster in your family? And what I mean by that is, when you go to the park, are you getting your quick cues all the time? you know, fast lane kind of thing. Are you rushing around, try to get as many coasters as possible each time you go to the parks? Are you taking it easy? Are you planning in advance or just off the cuff? Those kinds of things. How do you coaster in your family? That's kind of changed over the years. I mean, when we were younger, we weren't allowed to go wherever we wanted. We had to stay with our parents. Eventually, once we got old enough, I mean, we kind of left Dalton go off on his own. He takes his own pictures and stuff like that for the day. We basically just decide where we're going to meet up for lunch. And we just decided that before we split up. Then my dad and I go ride the coasters, whatever we can. Then we'll meet for lunch, discuss what we're going to eat for dinner, at what time, head off again, split up. Sometimes it's funny we end up at the same places anyway. Yeah, we see each other throughout the day anyway. Cameron and I, we just go and ride the coasters, and he and my other son Dalton just takes off. And wherever he goes, I mean, he tells us about his experiences when we get together for our meal times. It's amazing what he can do. Uh, Karen and I have been in a line for a particular coaster. I can't remember exactly which one it was. But anyway, Dalton went up and they saw his equipment. Go, oh, you want to get some pictures? I'll tell you what, we'll stop the coaster for you. And then you can get out onto the track and take a picture of the hill. So they stopped everyone <laughs> from getting on the coaster. And we were in line waiting to get on. And here comes Dalton walking out. And he gets out onto the tracks where no one. <laughs> really allowed to be and he takes what the picture it was in the station i wasn't yeah, on the still. track <laughs> That's great, though. He gets, we'll let you go back in there, and wow, you get to go places no one ever gets to go, because you're taking pictures. I can see he's not trying to ride. He always goes up, like, the exits and stuff like that. It also depends on what park he's at. Some parks are a lot more gracious. That was King's Dominion that was at. It was for Intimidator 305. It really depends on the parks, because some parks are like, you can't even be in the grass. I'm like, I don't 
Okay, well. <laughs> Cameron and I kind of look at the lines and so forth. We usually shoot to the back of the park to start because most people just gravitate right to the front. We're usually there as early as we can so that we can do that. And then we just work backwards most of the time. That works well for us. We don't like lines like everyone. We do not buy fast passes. We've learned to be able to ride, get our rides in without having to spend a lot more money for the fast passes. And we've talked to people that have fast passes and they've actually got on less rides than we did. Depends on the day, really. If it's yeah. really a crowded day, the fast pass sometimes makes sense. But even at that, we don't feel it's worth it. If we're at a park like at Six Flags Great Adventure, where we're always there, we don't need to ride that particular one this week. The one year when the boys were both in school. They didn't have jobs. In my job, I get off every Tuesday. So for the entire summer, every Tuesday, we went to Six Flags Great Adventure. Oh, 16 times or something like that. <laughs> the line's too long, we'll go to the next one. Still got plenty of rides and so forth. Now, if we were going to a park for the first time, we're never going to go back to it again, or at least not for a long time. Then we try to do our best to plan a little bit more what we're doing. But for the most part, we just go. We, we don't even look at the park maps. Now, my youngest son with the pictures, <laughs> he studies the park maps to a T because he does plan where he wants to go, where he wants to get his yeah, pictures. I definitely plan everything. I love Google Earth because you can take a look at the park and I see the layout where good picture points might be. I'm always studying, always looking on there. <laughs> I love when they had the first person views. Oh, I can probably get in that corner there. That would be an epic picture and stuff like that. He has us drive outside the park. Dad, let's go down this road because I know I can get a pretty good picture of a certain coaster. According to Google Earth, it looks like I could be. So here we are. We're driving down. Sure enough. Oh my goodness, that is a pretty cool picture. And you're outside the park. So we try to help each other out. Not that I don't get irritated sometimes. Come on, I want to get in the park. <laughs> Pictures outside the park. There was one time, though, where we were at Baltimore, and so they got the Raven Flyer, too, but that goes over the road, and I was trying to get them to drive me down to a little part so I could take the pictures, and they said no, and so I'm like, well, I kind of took matters in my own hands, and I just walked down. It's a bike trail. I'm just going to walk down here, and then the bike trail ended, and then we went in the tunnel, and I was very close to cars. Just to get a Picture. I got some good pictures. I was really happy. <laughs> Turns out we couldn't have parked where I thought we could because there was a no parking zones. I'm glad I actually walked down there, even though that was probably my ride for that day, was <laughs> just trying to get down there and get back safely. <laughs> <laughs> That was a fun time. I love that. So we talked about going to Ace Events and doing things like that, but obviously not every time you go to a park, it's an Ace Event. So tell me about your coaster adventure trips you've gone on, things like that. Probably the biggest trip we've gone on was last year, 2019. We went on a month-long trip, 28 days, and every day we were in a park, at least once. Some days we were at two, it was up to Dalton. Sometimes we would have been at three, but we did not get to the <laughs> The third park but we're at two parks a few of those days it was a trip that we planned for 
almost a year before we went on because it's just something you can't just throw together, at least not for us, because we also like to save money. We <laughs> spent a lot of time getting the trip together so that it wouldn't cost us a lot of money. And quite frankly, I think the whole trip cost us six grand. Oh, it was around eight. Or eight. Around for three hours. of us for a full month and hotels every night. I'm not sure if that's so, including passes. If we included passes, it might be closer well, to ten. <laughs> But even at that, it's really cheap. It was very inexpensive to be away for that long. And for three of us. And for three of us. You ended up going into 13 states in Canada, pretty much the whole East Coast. We only went down as far as Georgia. We didn't get into Florida. We went up mid-country then, and then we circled up to Michigan, down around Erie, and then we went up to Canada, hit Canada's Wonderlands, and yeah. then came back down and did the New York and yeah. New England parts yeah. up there going home. It was over 5,000 miles because we we drove it all, 5,039 miles. We went on 196 different coasters. Wow. We only couldn't get on three. Two of them we've been on before the other one. We've been there three times Place. to this park. And every time they had the thing shut down because of weather-related issues, even though it wasn't raining at the time, the most different coasters we could have gone on was only three more. That was pretty cool. We were pleased mm -hmm. for it being a whole month. We were expecting at least a few days in which a park would probably end up being closed due to the weather. We may have left the park earlier, which was fine. That was one of them, actually, because it's a smaller park. Still got in everything we wanted. We moved on. We knew where we had to go, the hotels and stuff like that. We rode 368 coasters. That was Cameron and I that were riding those coasters. Of course, Dalton didn't do a whole lot of riding, but he took over 143,000 pictures. Wow. He's still actually going through them <laughs> to pick out some of the best. He makes picture books for us then to remember. Stuff. There's a lot of information he puts through First is going through all the pictures. Yeah, I like designing like shirts and all that kind of stuff too. I just love anything designing with parks and that kind of stuff. And because again, we all were wearing the same shirt, it brought up all kinds of conversation. Oh, my goodness, we got to talk to so many really neat people. And you talked earlier about inspiring people. There was one gentleman I know for sure, he was a teacher and so he's always off every summer. And he said, you know, I thought about doing a month long going to the parks. He says, I've never met anyone that actually was doing that. So I said, well, we're doing it. So it can be done. He said, man, I think that's what I'm going to do next year, which unfortunately isn't going to happen because that's this year. He was talking about, we had some young girls that were interested in marrying into the family so that they can do a trip like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was probably one of the most interesting conversations we've had. We had people, young and old, just so interested <laughs> in what we were doing that they couldn't fathom that for every day for a month you were just in parks riding the coasters and stuff like that it was so much fun we'll probably never do it again the two guys were off and in between jobs i had the time but because they were between jobs they were able to have the time even though we were planning this a year ahead of time they were just going to take the time off well things happened that they were off it worked out quite well with the pictures, Dalton actually took 111 videos, too, of us on the coasters and stuff. <laughs> we haven't even come close to seeing all those yet. 
one of the big things that Ace actually did that was really big was we actually took another trip out to Texas. That was because of Ace. We yes. took a trip to Texas earlier um, last year yeah. for that. If that was a year ago, like this weekend, it was almost exactly a year ago. So when we went to Coaster Bash in Pittsburgh, one of the guys was there from Fiesta, Texas, and he was talking about this park and how many of you guys have been here? We haven't been there yet. They gave fast passes yeah, gave, out. Like, we already like, had passes to get into Six Flags Park. Well, we should really go down there. I said, it would be a lot of fun. Like, it started off as kind of like a joke, like, hey, let's go down to Texas. And then we actually started talking about it seriously. And then we checked out Airfare. Okay, well, I guess we're going to go down there. We ended up going down there for Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. And then we drove up Six Flags over Texas. The only thing that killed me was we were so close to uh, SeaWorld San Antonio. We drove past. <laughs> Why can't we go in? <laughs> well, they were closed. It was in May. So they were so, only open weekends. We actually, total last year, we went to 31 different parks. It was one trip after another after another. My wife's going, you're going again? We liked her to come along. Feasibility wasn't there. It's been exciting times because, of course, we got the American Dream now opening, which we could have gone to last year, but I can't wait to get there. And then also Legoland New York is opening here now, 2021. That's like a double win for Dalton. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a great trip. And then you had the little Texas add-on. And I've been to Texas many times, and I'd been to Fiesta, Texas years ago. I was visiting San Antonio, visiting some friends there in 2017. And I remember we went to Schlitterbahn one day. I'd never been there. That was so much fun. What a great water park. Mm. Uh, and then one of the days I was there, they're not really into coasters. So I took a day and I had my rental car and I did the two parks in one day thing. I went to Fiesta, Texas first. And I'd been there before. So I just hit up all the coasters, anything that was new for me, like Iron Rattler. And then I just zipped over to SeaWorld because it's only, what, 15, 20 minutes yeah. away. And that was my first time there. And that was the last of the SeaWorld parks that I had not been to yet, as I love accomplishments. It's another thing with us as enthusiasts, our coaster counts, how many parks we've been to. You know, I've been to all the SeaWorld parks in the U.S. and Busch Gardens parks. I've been to every single Disney park on the planet, almost all the Universal parks, so all the international travels I've done. And so it's fun to be able to accomplish it. It's like checking things off on a list. I'm guessing that my next question you've already answered. Tell me about a crazy coaster trip you've taken. I'm guessing that's that month-long trip you just told me about. Yeah, not necessarily. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So tell me about an even crazier coaster trip that you picked. It may not be as long. To put it in perspective, we live about eight hours away from Cedar Point. Which is our favorite park, by the way. So what happens was we needed a lawnmower park. There was one available out basically in Sandusky, Ohio. So we decided, oh, let's buy this thing because they couldn't ship it. It was too big. But I had to go out and pick it up. And I I asked the guy, I said, how far are you from the park? He goes, oh, 10, 15 minutes. And I said, okay, um, (laughs) that might change a whole lot of things here. We decided we were going to take a day trip because we're all off on Sundays. But we didn't want to take off a weekend like a Saturday or a Monday. So what we did was we all worked Saturday. I worked till an hour before we left. We left at 11 that night, drove the eight hours out, got out there about 8, 7, 8 in the morning. Picked up the lawnmower part, talked with him until the park opened, went over to Cedar Point, was there till 7.30 that night, I believe it was. Then we left, headed home, and we were all at work the next day. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> that is pretty crazy. You know, and that is another thing for us. You know, I've done these road trips with friends, sometimes on myself. That's another aspect of the kind of physical nature of being a coaster enthusiast is the road trips and all the driving and, and you know, not getting much sleep, if any sleep at all. And it was 23 hours straight. We were, for me, it was a little bit longer because I, yeah. you always get to sleep before you left. Yeah. I went straight from work to there and then. Um, but it's funny, I mean, we're there at the park and we go, we are crazy people, aren't we? <laughs> but if we did not stay till it closed. We didn't do that. But even at that, we did stay a little longer than I was thinking we would because we just didn't want to leave. Like, right. We do have to leave to get home. <laughs> And we got an eight-hour trip home, so we got to get going. Yeah, that's fun. Wow, that's intense. Love it. Maybe that answers my next question, but maybe not. So we'll see. So actually, this is my last question. What is the craziest thing that you have done to ride a coaster? I don't know. That may be one of That might have been probably the craziest thing. I don't know. Just the fact that we took a lot of time to go just to ride coasters. I mean, that's what it was to do. And not one in particular. Texas to us is a crazy thing. We don't really fly a lot. It's the only time we've flown for a park. That was about, what, that took us a month to plan that, and then we decided to leave? That was pretty crazy <laughs> just to ride coasters. In less than 30 days, we were there. We planned that pretty quick. And we thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> our time there. And the other interesting thing is with all the trips that we did take, even that month-long one, weather actually never stopped us from riding the coasters that's just god's blessing it's, yeah get, get god allowed everything to just work out beautiful we had unbelievable weather it wasn't the perfect weather when we were in texas it was pretty windy which i think is like that a lot so they had some of the coasters shut down but before the day was over they were up and running so that was always good else we've really done that's crazy we added three parks while we were on our month trip it was originally 20 parks we added three parks on the trip. oh while we were on that trip we got another season pass you know, we are going to be driving by this other park, which wasn't on our list. But if we got the season pass, it'd actually be cheaper just to buy the season pass. Yeah. Then we could go to that park. And so that was a crazy work. thing. We bought another season pass. So we got the season pass course at Indiana Beach. And we went to Fantasy Island because of that. And now looking back, Fantasy Island well, is now yeah. closed. And I'm like, we got there right before it closed down. That's cool to me. I thought that was a really it's neat a, park. A, yeah, I was going to say, it's a real shame Fantasy Island is closed now. It was a small park. It's, it's still bad to see it fold up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, that's all my questions, guys. Uh, it was really fun talking. You got some uh, fun stories that you guys shared with me and you sharing with uh, the rest of the ACE community when this podcast airs. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Really had fun sure. today with you guys. Yeah. Hey, thanks Thank for your time. You Thank you. Appreciate you interviewing us. us. Yeah. Now, if you or someone you know wants to be highlighted as part of the Coasters in the Family segment, send us an email at podcast at aceonline.org because we'd love to hear from you and more importantly, get to know you a little bit better. So Chris, one of the things I've been working on as we go into the summer season is coasting for kids. Have you heard about coasting for kids? You know, I have, and I'm really excited to see it return this year after the one-year hiatus but more importantly, I want more people to learn about all the great things that they do for the kids down there in Orlando. Yeah, so Coasting for Kids benefits Give Kids the World, which is an amazing organization uh, that uh, that basically treats families that have uh, critically ill uh, family members, children, 
Um, they give them a week-long vacation that they don't have to pay for in Orlando. So really, uh, Make-A-Wish gets them to Florida, and then Give Kids a World takes over. Uh, they they get them transportation from the airport. They uh, they get them you know rental cars or whatever they're going to need for that. Uh, they also uh, take care of their stay, a week-long stay in the village, and they take care of all of their theme park tickets, all of their uh, things that they would want to do, and food. Oh, they take care of the food as well. And you know what they have for breakfast? Ice I've heard cream. about this, but ice what cream. is it? They have ice cream for breakfast. Uh, it is a truly an amazing place uh, for kids and really uh, a family to experience, especially with all of the things that they are going through to give them a week of memories is just an amazing thing. And I have been tied with the Give Kids a World organization for quite some time. I've been ra raising money for over a decade for these guys. And I've been participating in Coasting for Kids for several years. The last two years, I have been the top fundraiser at the park uh, that I was uh, that I had been fundraising at. So last year was Kennywood. The year before was Bush Gardens. Uh, this year, I'm back at Bush Gardens, and I have serious competition this year. Uh -oh. um, uh, yeah, there is a gentleman named Andrew who is raising money, and he is uh, definitely outpacing me right now. Uh, uh, so I, I am uh, I'm stepping up my uh, my uh, fundraising efforts and uh, it, it's funny because I was chatting with a, a buddy of mine over at uh, uh, Adventure Park USA uh, the CEO Eric we talk on a weekly basis and uh, we were talking about Wildcat and uh, I was I, I always say that's one of my favorite uh, roller coasters in the state of Maryland and um, we're talking about it and he said well you know you really should just marathon it and raise some money and I was like that's actually a really good idea. And so uh, I have now stepped up my uh, 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 fundraising by uh, I'm going to be marathoning the Wildcat. So I'm going up there uh, on June. Let's hear what is it? June 3rd. Uh, I'm going to be there and I'm going to be raising money for Give Kids World. Every time somebody gives me a $25 donation, I will go around once. And so the math really works out to 100 circuits for the eight hours I'm there. Uh, so I'm hoping to raise $2,500. And uh, it's going to be fun. If you are a coaster enthusiast, you live in the area, and you want to stop by, you can donate and then ride with me. Because the coaster mm. is actually closed to the public. So I'm the only one riding it for eight hours. But if you donate, you can actually ride with me a few times. So. And, and here's the best part about all this. It goes to such a worthy cause, like you said, with uh, Give Kids the World Village. It really is special to be able to give these kids who otherwise would not have the opportunity to have a lot of joy in their life to all of a sudden get that opportunity and to bring their family cost free. You know, there's yeah. nothing that they have to pay for. There's no worries. It's exactly what you would hope to be able to do for these kids. Oh, it is so beautiful. And I, I applaud you and everybody who participates in this event. And for you to go that extra step and say, yeah, I'm going to try and ride this thing a hundred times. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. I haven't marathoned a coaster in a while. I'm really good at marathoning Netflix. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's going to be a big difference between the two, but uh, uh, it's I been a while. It will. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it, though. I'm hoping some people will come out and support. I uh, get a chance to ride with those guys. But yeah, the, the village, Give Kids World Village, is it's not just a place for families to stay. Uh, and, 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 and eat. They get like their own private condos that they get to stay in with their family. But it's also a park in itself. 
Um, you know, they have uh, they have rides there that are all handicap accessible. They have mini golf. They have a, a family entertainment center with uh, video games and stuff. Ice cream parlor. Water. Uh, they have like uh, uh, pools there. Uh, but then they're also kind of building it into almost like a mini water park. I mean, it is really phenomenal. A great place just to relax, uh, you know, in between going to parks. Uh, if you want to go to the parks, I mean, um, it's always a possibility and and they have ties with all of the parks. So it's like when they do a project, it's not just like, oh, uh, Universal threw some money or resources at it. It's usually like uh, Universal, Disney, you know, all SeaWorld. They all come together and work together uh, for this worthy cause. Absolutely. It's one of the coolest things that the industry does. And I cannot uh, implore anybody listening right now, if you can, to support them by all means. Yep. So, uh, and you can check it out. All you have to do is uh, look at uh, Google Coastin for Kids, and you'll see all of the different uh, parks that you can participate at uh, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, Holiday World, Kennywood, Kentucky Kingdom, Lake Compounds, uh, Six Flags Over Texas, and Six Flags Fiesta Texas. Uh, all of them are on different days, and they offer different experiences. Um, so, you have to raise a minimum amount of money in order to participate. But then, once you uh, are able to participate, there's a whole bunch of things that are really unlocked for you. Um, for instance, uh, Bush Gardens, uh, they're doing a whole bunch of fun stuff. Once you raise the $100 minimum, you get uh, uh, free admission to the park for the day. Um, you're going to be able to uh, compete in uh, some of their, uh, it's almost like an Olympic event uh, when it comes to some of the things that they have going on. Um, uh, riding coasters to see how many uh, uh, miles uh, or uh, 5K or 10K or marathon or full marathon you can do on coasters. Uh, they're going to do, uh, it's just all sorts of fun stuff. So, uh, But each park is different, so look at the parks, see which ones you want to do, and then donate and participate. It's, it's a great cause and a lot of fun. Most definitely. Well, Clint, it is almost that time of year again. It is almost time for CoasterCon. Woo! I am so excited. It's been a year since we've been able to have one together. And by all accounts, this one's going to be pretty spectacular. All yeah, things considered. I it's almost in my backyard, so to speak. So I'll be heading up for a, a couple of days here and there whenever I can uh, squeeze away from work to go and ride with my my fellow ace uh, peeps. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, really looking forward to it. Uh, uh, and uh, really, I haven't participated in con except for when it uh, came to Funland. I was there for that day. Uh, uh, but uh, other than that, this will be really my first experience to uh, head up and uh, do some con stuff. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing all four per uh, parks, rather. You've got Hershey Park, you've got Knobles, you've got Dutch Wonderland, and you have Dorney Park. All wonderful parks there in, in around the Pennsylvania area. Really looking forward to it and being able to reconnect with all of our ace friends again. It's going to be great. Yes, and usually when we have CoasterCon, don't we also have something else that's going on, uh, uh, like voting or anything like that? Yes. So one of the cool parts about CoasterCon is that you, as an ACE member, get to participate and help steer the organization in whatever direction you would like. Now, 2022 is going to be an election year, and we're always looking for new volunteers and new officers. So how do you participate and how do you run? Well, it's really easy. Just jump on to aceonline.org and check out all the information there. We're really hoping to get as many people as we can to participate. So check out that information. And who knows, you just might be Apes president someday. My goal is to be the ambassador of fun. 
Well, my friend, you're already there. Oh, oh, snap. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Elizabeth Ringus, our communications manager, might have a word with you. <laughs> well, I, I will make sure uh, to hand off the propeller beanie of fun uh, so she can uh, make sure that she wears that trophy around the park. So, <laughs> At what point do you bronze that thing? <laughs> it might last long, longer than it does. So It may not be as comfortable anymore, but certainly it should be like, you know, I'll put on a plinth maybe at King's Dominion. Yeah, we'll see. It, uh, sponsorships are always available. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we wrap up this episode of the Ace Ride With Us podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who helps make the podcast possible. We thank you to all of our listeners for telling us how much you enjoy it and suggesting all new topics for us. Yes, uh, thanks to the Kreider family for being our coaster, uh, coasters run in the family, uh, family, and Andrew uh, for producing that segment as well, as uh, along with all of the other people who are behind the scenes here at uh, the Ride With Us podcast. Couldn't do it without uh, all of you being a part of the uh, fun. Most definitely. So thank you guys so much, and we'll see you out there at the parks, hopefully real soon. Bye, guys. Ride With Us is volunteer produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts. ACE is a registered 501c3 charitable organization founded for the preservation and enjoyment of roller coasters around the world. Visit aceonline.org for more information.